a thousand planets and spreading out. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. To the bat poles. May the force be with you. Who is that mask man? Avengers, assemble. Good afternoon and welcome to the Fantastic Forum. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. As always, we'll start the show with some genre-related news before we begin today's discussion. An anniversary this week as Fantastic Four number one was released to newsstands 60 years ago on August 8th, 1961. The periodical was the beginning of the Marvel Age of Comics. New trailers dropped this week for Season 3 of Doom Patrol and Star Trek Lower Decks. You can view both on the FF social media pages. And while you're there, if you haven't already, follow us on Twitter and Instagram and like us on Facebook. We like to be followed and we love to be liked. Doom Patrol moves from DC Universe to HBO Max this season. The premiere date is September 23rd. Star Trek Lower Decks Season 2 actually debuted Thursday on Paramount+. Plus. Another new show that premiered this week was What If on Disney+. Plus. Look for new episodes every week on Wednesdays. Another reason for you to get up at 3 a.m. if you're on the East Coast. On Tuesday, Wizard World announced that it would no longer be holding conventions across the country, selling its portfolio of events to Fan Expo. Wizard World has been a staple of the fan convention community. Its Chicago event, founded in 1972, is the second oldest comic book convention in the U.S. Chicago and five other Wizard World cons in Philadelphia, New Orleans, Cleveland, Portland, and St. Louis will be rebranded as Fan Expo events beginning in 2022. This year's Chicago convention will be the last under the Wizard World banner. Fan Expo HQ President Aman Gupta said in a statement, Fan Expo HQ is devoted to creating unmissable, exceptional fan experiences. We're beyond thrilled to be able to offer that to fans in six new locations and pleased that Wizard World recognized our ability to elevate guest experience to the next level. We're looking forward to getting to know each of these individual communities, learn what they're looking for, and raise the bar. Boy, spoken like a true CEO. Scheduling conflicts have forced actress Chloe Bennett to exit the CW Powerpuff Girls pilot project. You may recall that the show had been in contention during pilot season earlier this year for a potential fall air date. However, CW chairman and CEO Mark Pedowitz made the decision to redevelop and reshoot it instead after calling the first pilot, quote, a miss, unquote. 
Dove Cameron and Yana Peralt are remain attached to the project. Casting for a new Blossom will begin in the fall. And today is Free Comic Book Day. This is the 20th anniversary for the event, which is usually held on the first Saturday in May. Free Comic Book Day was postponed this year due to the impact of the pandemic. You can locate the participating comic shop in your area and see a rundown of all 50 comics available during Free Comic Book Day by visiting the website at freecomicbookday.com. And there's still time to visit your local comics retailer to join the celebration. Just keep the radio on when you go. And some sad news this week as Alex Cord passed away on August 9th. The American actor was best known to genre audiences for his roles in Gene Roddenberry's Genesis 2 and Donald P. Belisario's Airwolf. He was 88. So, today, we're talking about some of these news items and more. And I have the great privilege of introducing my panelists for today. I am joined in studio by Drew Bittner and Julian Lytle. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Hey. Hello. Yeah, boy, always a pleasure to share the booth with you guys. <laughs> and uh, there is there's some wonderful stuff this week that uh, we can really have some fun talking about. I mean, uh, first, I w well, okay, I guess before we really get to uh, talking about anything, I just do want to uh, mention uh, Alex Cord because, uh, you know, this guy was an actor that, uh, that I liked, and uh, I was sorry to hear of his passing. And it's kind of interesting because I don't know if you guys remember this or not, but... He was somebody who apparently was talked about as uh, a potential casting choice as Tony Stark back when there was still talk about doing an Iron Man TV series back in the day. Wow. So, wow. yeah. I mean, I don't happen to think Alex Cord would have been the best choice, but he did have a mustache, and I think that was <laughs> that was one of the few things that they were looking at. Find me an actor with a mustache. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, I loved him in Genesis 2, even though I personally preferred the second pilot, uh, Planet Earth, with John Saxon. Uh, you know, they didn't have mm. Marriott Hartley and two belly buttons, and, you know, he originated the role of Dylan Hunt, uh, you know, who was uh, Roddenberry's uh, sort of um, uh, Rip Van Winkle <laughs> character, oh. I'm going to call him. But, uh, you know, did some great did some great stuff. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, just a shame to see him go. So Well, and he sure rocked an eye patch for a long time, too. Oh. On Airwolf. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Shoot, you know. Mustache, mustache and, and eye patch. Yeah. So. Well, and I understand that was what he hated about that. I mean, he loved the role. He loved working with Jan Michael Vincent and Ernest Borgnine, among others. But he hated wearing the eye patch. He said he was always tripping over stuff on set. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but uh, Understandable. Mm -hmm. yeah. Anyway, Alex Cord, dead at 88. So, um, yeah, anyway, keeping it moving, talking about anniversaries. Real big one this week with the anniversary of... The debut of Fantastic Four, number one. 60 years since the debut, since it was released in newsstands. I thought it was 70. 
Oh, okay. See, I, I, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, it's only 60? I was like, yo. I thought, you know, I forgot. I, it's complete. It's, it feels like it's been super long. And since Marvel is always kind of behind DC in terms of anniversaries. Mm. Oh, yes. And right now, DC got like an anniversary like area, like six weeks. Yeah. Some random character. They got mm-hmm. big numbers now. So. Like, everybody's like 80. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> well, you know, when yeah. your stuff came out in the early 40s, you know, or the late 30s, it's like you get there. And, uh, and yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I, I, and I understand how you can think that. And in fact, Marvel kind of tried to pull a fast one with Captain America, talking about, oh yes, the 80th anniversary of Captain America Marvel. No, no, there was no Marvel Comics when Captain America came out. He debuted for Timely. I mean, ditto with the original Human Torch and the Submariner. Yeah, Yeah, you know, so, but uh, you know, I'm not going to rain on anybody's parade if they want to claim Captain America and 80 years of Marvel and all that, even though it's not 80 years of Marvel. You know, it's interesting because you say that and while, you know, across the street DC doesn't do a lot of big things about like oh the original Captain Marvel turns 80 they don't make a big thing because they said basically that wasn't DC Charleston characters some of those are coming up for like their 60th they don't make a big like yo Captain Adam is doing like kind of like mm, Uncle Sam and them they didn't no nope. they're old they probably had an anniversary but like nah nah DC characters turn 80 these yeah. other people we have them yeah you know, they might make a thing next year because, you know, um, Wildcats turns 30. But Jim Lee is the C- CCO of the company, so they might make a... They might actually say something. They might. <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll probably they better. Something. Yeah. They better. Wildcats. Mm. That's no, something. I, yeah. Well, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that, uh, you know, when you have the characters that are... I mean, you know, there's so many firsts with DC. I mean, the very first... Superhero team in comic books. Superhero um, comic. <laughs> yeah. Sidekick. Super, first, first superhero <laughs> comic. Sidekick. Speedster. Yeah. I mean, hero lair, villain lair. Yeah. I mean, they want to act like. I mean, I can see where DC is like, yeah, act like you've been there before. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, and especially 1938. I mean, that's why, you know, quite honestly, back in uh, 2018, I was like, oh, yeah. 80 years of Superman, you know, I mean, and then, you know, the next year, oh, yeah, you know, 2019, two, 80 years of Batman, I mean, you know, they, they got there legitimately, and that that's why I had to kind of crinkle my nose up, you know, with Marvel, it's like, uh, you know, Captain America, yeah, you want to tout as if, 80, I mean, if they'd have said 80 years of Captain America, but, but they was it was like, the well, Marvel logo, well, and they're well, like 80 years of Marvel, and but, it's like, but it's not. But DC can't say there's 80 years of Superman and Batman under the DC banner, because that was National Periodicals. That's true, but they continued to be National Periodical publications for a long time. I mean, really, the DC thing is relatively <laughs> recent. You know, I mean, I want to say, wasn't that like during the, the Silver Age? Yeah. That they decided they were going to be DC. Yeah, they were going to be Detective Comics, Detective Comics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I still think National Periodicals is still in some of their stuff when you really, really read the little, the legal, the legalese. Thank you. It's yeah. probably buried mm-hmm. in the. Yeah, the, when you the read that print, big, small yeah. print, it's still like in there somewhere. And then Copper National Periodical Publications. Yeah, you, you see know. some of the old DC logos and National Periodicals still like around the DC. So it's yeah. like, yeah. there wasn't this shift where it's like, yo, we timely. Oh, no, we're not going to be timely. We're going to be Atlas, right? <laughs> and then, you know, we're gonna stop being that. Oh, now we're Marvel because 
by that time DC just sued the pants off of <laughs> Fawcett. Uh, very successfully. I mean, and not only Fawcett. The reason, yeah, the they sur- sued yeah. a bunch of people. The reason yeah. why my man ain't got his name. His name. Yeah. Yeah. He was a call. He it's the wizard. The wizard's name. The is wizard Shazam. Shazam. Yes, he is Captain Marvel. Yeah. You know. And well, they let they let it drop. They let they let it pop. They should just pay for it. Y'all got bills. Just pay for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, who who knew that any of this was going to be meaningful? I mean, shoot, I'm part of a well among the many groups uh, of which I am a part on uh, <laughs> Facebook. There's this one about uh, the original Star Trek series. And this week there was some chatter on that. People were talking about, hey, you know, just because frequently, well, it is it is rumored that, uh, for example, William Shatner, when he left that show, uh, that he in 1969, he took several hair pieces with him, you oh. know, and uh, you know, and so there's just been talk about uh, stuff that uh, sort of uh, curio type things that people uh, might have taken or kept uh, props and costumes and all that yeah Yeah. and uh, you know of course there's tremendous interest in this today but at the time you know this was a tv show i mean as far as anybody knew at when turnabout intruder wrapped filming and it was the last episode and they knew for sure they weren't coming back after the end of season three i mean as far as anybody knew, that was the end of it. They're just going to jump the stuff anyway. Yeah, you know. I mean, so what's the point? It's like, yeah. no, nah, you know, nah. This is over. I mean, this yeah. is, you know, <laughs> throw all the props in a landfill and move on with your life. You know? I mean, who would have expected that this show would have lived on? In fact, even after they started doing conventions, and it's a real famous story about James Doohan uh, talking about, you know, they'd been doing conventions for a couple of years, and he's like, well, this will go on for another couple of years, and then that'll be it. You know, and then like you know, a few years later, he's like, "Well, another couple of years. That's it. and then it'll be over." Then they you got know? a movie. And I was like, "What? <laughs> yeah. He's still here? Like, Damn!" Yeah. Oh yeah. And finally, he's like, "This is never going to end." <laughs> Actually, he must have been really happy about it, but you know, <laughs> heck, you know, you show up for for a few for a few weeks of work and get a good paycheck out. You of it. end up getting a career off of that. Yeah. Stuff. Start, started something. Now we got people. They we did. Got, yeah, Kevin Sorbo just traveling the world, just being, being trash, <laughs> getting a paycheck, getting a paycheck, you know, for being the weakest Hercules. But you know, you know, I mean, this seems like a wonderful place to segue to this Wizard World thing. But I want to keep talking about the Fantastic, Fantastic Four. I want to, I want to bring, I want to bring in like where the Fantastic Four fits today, and it's like, you know, and and I know Julian has some thoughts on this mm-hmm. too. Well, before um, you before you do that. Let me just remind everyone that you're listening to Fantastic Forum on WERA, 96.7 FM in Arlington, Virginia. We are Arlington. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined in studio today by Julian Lytle and Drew Bittner, and we are talking about the 60th, that's right, 6-0 anniversary of the publication of Fantastic Four number one back in 1961, the book that launched the Marvel era. So, Drew. Um, I feel as though the Marvel Cinematic Universe kind of missed a bet by not doing something this year. Not having an announcement, at least. Not having them show up in one of the movies or something. I feel like the Fantastic Four should have been recognized in the 60th anniversary of their their release. But, um, you know, I mean, we, we know they're going to come out at some point. We know there'll be a big splash in the MCU. But 
tying it to the anniversary, I think, just lent some real synergy to the publishing side as well mm. and would have helped that side, you know, kind of goose its numbers a little bit also. That's just, yeah, that's just me. You know, it's interesting. You never know, though. My bad. You never no, know. No. Remember, we still have three more movies. That's true. And another TV show. That's true. Well, maybe a couple TV shows. Well, I mean, this, <laughs> go, I mean, this year specifically, I don't, because the way Hawkeye in, ends, it comes out like around November or so, in around December. So, yeah. mm. so just going by the schedule, they have released to the public. Mm. This little, we can see somebody flying around on fire. That's we see some big dude walking with a trench coat. Big old hat. rocky dude. You know, <laughs> <laughs> might hear about a rocket ship going up hey. or about a lost crew. That's the way I would think. It got to got mm. be lost before any of this happened. Mm. From Michael Douglas' time. Mm. Mm. That's the way I would do it. Yeah. You know, lost. Well, I, what I was going to say is just that I think it's interesting because, I mean, assuming that they don't do anything with it, and particularly in terms of what you were saying, Drew, about how this could bolster the publishing side, I wonder if this isn't indicative of a certain ambivalence on the part of marvel studios as far as what happens with the publishing side you know which is almost uh, well certainly it's always going to have great value for the uh intellectual property source material you know the stuff that is the foundation for all this but given and i've said it before i'll say it again given the fact that even a moderately successful comic book movie generates greater revenue than the entire combined comics industry in a year um, I, I think the way the suits have come to look at this stuff now is really you know it's more of an afterthought to these other means that they have for being able to generate revenue I, I wouldn't be surprised at that I think it's um, it would be indicative of a truly and uniquely short-sighted American view of how business should get done. Um, I think that everything in American business tends to be looking toward the quarter. I think Marvel, Univer Marvel Cinematic Universe and Kevin Feige are the exceptions to that rule, though. I think they look beyond that. I think they look further down the road. Now, I've heard the argument before that, you know, DC and Marvel are sitting on decades' worth of stories. They have mm. tons and tons and tons of stories to pull from. But the fact of the matter is that a lot of those stories would not be easily or well adapted to this day and age. They were creations of their time. They addressed the, the mood of the country and the mood of the readers at that time. And, you know, you can't just pick up a story at, at random and say, oh, we'll turn this into a blockbuster mm -hmm. from like 1977 or whatever, because it may have absolutely nothing to say to a modern audience. Mm. I, I agree, but the one thing I have noticed is besides using certain characters in movies, the Marvel Cinematic Universe actually, to me, from my perspective, from what I've watched, they take more characters and make their own stories up that maybe have yeah. little pieces of what we know. Because, mm -hmm. um, you know, basically, if it, and even when they do use something, it's like the Infinity Gauntlet. Infinity Gauntlet is, turns like 30 next year mm -hmm. that's a very old story to a mm -hmm. point where mm -hmm. they can do it and their competition with all the comp all the criticism they receive actually uses more recent material or you could say that DC shifts their publishing line to make content to be adapted mm. because say what you want the Justice League movie 
was New 52, Justice League, and Earth 2. Mm. Oh, mm. most definitely. The Suicide yeah. Squad was based specifically off of the New 52 version of the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, Birds of Prey had a lot of ties to the New 52 and uh, DCU era version of those characters that they in turn made a comic book using the characters in the movie that could probably be used to then influence the next. It just, when you watch the show, the shows, the Flash is using characters that popped up two, three years ago already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cartoons, they, yeah. they constantly, ad- they use the animated movies to adapt stories that just come out and then they might, that might influence the movies as well. Mm-hmm. And Marvel, they just kind of like, these are all the pieces we have. Oh, this is, oh, Hickman made these new nice characters for Thanos to have around them. Oh, we'll use those. Yeah. But we're not going to use that story. Uh, oh, yeah, Spider, there's, there, I can't, there's no Spider-Man story any of that comes from. Mm. Yeah, and I've read mm-hmm. a lot of Spider-Man. I may yeah. be retired from Marvel five, six years ago, but I still got all the other. Like I don't, I don't know any Mysterio like that. Yeah, yeah. y'all made up your own Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like uh, um, sure. the extremist is in name it only, but the first movie is half of the extremist story. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's the first movie. So it's it's interesting with Marvel. Like I do work is which is like they don't. It's like okay, yeah, we have all the stuff, but. Yeah, where is it at? Like the video yeah. games use it more hmm. mm-hmm. than the movies do, while the competition uses it. But then they get criticized for it by a bunch of people who never read. But it's a longer <laughs> conversation <laughs> on what works and what doesn't work, and which th- what they picked. Mm-hmm. And then you get into the, the minutia of like, oh, this isn't X character, and then I'll I'll be like, but wait, which one are you talking about? Because you might stop reading, and I haven't stopped reading, and that version of the character was from two years ago you just ain't reading them books yet yeah mm. that's just the way it is so mm-hmm. it's interesting and then you get to the, all the, the image books and the Kirkman and this that and the third and yeah but I, I feel Drew is on the they just I don't I don't know I don't know why like I don't I don't <laughs> the, the, other, the other thing that strikes me is it's like it, it would be so cheap for them to keep the comic books going but you know if you don't I guess if there's no readership you don't do it mm. they're still selling they still selling a lot of books. Well, some people are because Top of Phone just sold half a million copies of Spawn in 2021. So <laughs> somebody's buying comic books. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, so. you know, not necessarily. Well, at, at, where at one time they were buying Marvel and DC, you know, you have the independent publishers that are a larger share of the overall market. I mean, I think, and we've talked about this too before, you know, because. Uh, sequential storytelling isn't going anywhere. I mean, you've still mm-hmm. got. I mean, they, but personally, and I've I've said this before too. Uh, I think the most creative stuff that's happening now is happening at the independent companies. But I I, I want to pivot back to back to Fantastic Four again because um, there was something that we were because uh, frankly, people we we sit here and we talk before we get on the air, and we were going in some directions where I'm like, whoop whoop whoop, save it for the show, save it for the show, and. We were talking a little bit about the fact that the Fantastic Four have not made their Marvel Cinematic Universe debut as of yet. And yet, this 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 book, these characters, uh, everything that came out of their adventures is absolutely central to the Marvel Comics universe. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, you there is no MCU without the FF. You know, and so it's it's really noteworthy that they have it now. And of course, that was one of the uh, pro- one of the uh, character groups that was licensed 
to uh, to other people. And there have been some attempts at making a Fantastic Four movie. I mean, four? if you know, uh, four of them. Okay, all right. Oh, so with the three. Roger Corman. Oh, you actually count that one. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta count that one. No, I don't. <laughs> you do well. Okay. No, I, I yeah, count. But, yeah. Okay. So the Roger <laughs> Corman one. Um, there are the the, the ones the with Yoan Griffith. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, well, that only story, counts for one. The Tim Story films. The Tim yeah, Tim yeah. Story films. And then this uh, new one that, that they that have. One. Yeah, with, that's, um, I'll talk about that one. Uh, Miles Teller and yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Okay. They well, should use him though. They should use him, the maker. Yeah. He would be a perfect maker. Mm. Huh? That's interesting. You know. But uh, what I was saying is that. Part of the issue, I mean, aside from the fact that they only Marvel, that is, just recently got the rights to be able to do this stuff, and I'm curious about what they do, because obviously, eventually, they're going to have to do something with the Fantastic Four, because that's such a high-profile, they're such high-profile characters, and yet, the challenge of being able to get the Fantastic Four right, and I think that has sort of thwarted most of the people who've tried to do it. I mean, you know, at least the Roger Corman version, you know, that sort of resembled what it was. I mean, I, to be honest with you, I got a bootleg copy at a convention a number of years ago. I started watching it, and I just couldn't. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. I, I couldn't. Oh, I feel like, got like about 20 minutes in, I'm like, this is just so bad. It's awful. I can't. I it's, just it's can't really, watch it's it. It's really awful. Yeah. But um, but I, I would like to actually make a commitment. Maybe one of these nights mm, I'll be drinking. And no, I'll say, you know what? But I don't think you should. I think you should let it go. Yeah. Well, but my point is, it's very difficult to get these characters right. And you know, frankly, the Jessica Alba one. I mean, I kind of liked that. I mean, it had sort of the feel of the Fantastic Four. I mean, a lot of these things have had the feel of the Fantastic Four. But um, one of you guys made the comment that. It should be easy to do. And I was, who, wait, who said, oh, Julian, all right, mm-hmm. there, there you go. And I was fascinated by that because I, I, I would think the exact opposite because of the nature of what the Fantastic Four is. I mean, this it's a period piece, really. It was all about American exceptionalism. And I don't know how you make that translate Ulysses, to a modern audience. We just watched two billionaires build rockets and go into space and you're trying to tell me this is a period piece <laughs> <laughs> there you go there you go that is an angle that's yeah that is an angle that's a great point mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean and and i know i think julian you would you would do it or you would lean toward doing it as a period piece i would lean toward having my cake and eating it too because i still think they should be the first team of the marvel universe yes and that they should just be stuck in the negative zone there you go. With They've Doom. been trapped. Yes. And then they all mm-hmm. cut out. And they look at it, what's happened. And they're like, oh, man, we messed up. And like Nick Frey's like, oh, he's... Because, you know, he, it should be older than them. It's like, oh, you thought, you thought, you thought Carol was bad. <laughs> nah, bro. <laughs> Yo, it's like, where's Howard? Where's, where's Hank? You know, like, yeah. what's going on? Like, it's like, Doom come out. It's like, what's happening? What do you mean half, the, half of everybody see this wouldn't happen if Reed didn't get in my way? <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh, and see, then you you set things off. Yeah, because you I, don't. I don't need a, you know. I don't think you really need an origin, right? I think you should just set them up and bring them back into the world because they need to have some type of leadership type of character. Doctor Strange ain't it. You need your you need your Michael Jordan, the bad guys back. You, you say they was gone, and to me they set themselves up once. I, once they made Hank old, I was like, oh, 
Oh, there's a it's whole perfect. period in yeah. here where we got John Slattery, uh, Stark, Howard Stark, and I got Young Hank. I got yo Michael Douglas. I what? Wait, Michelle Pfeiffer? They was you mean they was running around drop kicking people the size <laughs> yeah. of an ant? Like, oh yeah. no, that means there could be a whole bunch of stuff out there. Mm-hmm. And if you got the the microverse out here or whatever they, the quantum whatever they want to call it, no, quantum animal. realm. Yeah, you, then I can have the negative zone, and you need to bring in a nihilist. You need to do things with Nova, not that, not that goofy. Oh, we some kind of goofy cops to deal with Star Lord and them. No, we there's a lot of stuff going on that you can use and pull things out, especially with this tendrils of the their multiverse time. Yeah, just, hmm. there you you've, go. You've made you made probably the best argument for making it in in that way because. Um, I'll admit I've been against that. I've been against the idea of making it a, you know, starting in the '60s, moving them into the the here and now, because I think that it just brings about a lot of plot, mm. plot problems. Holes, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the other thing is, it's like one thing that I've just absolutely hated about the last three movies is that Doom is part of their origin. Yeah, I don't and, like that either. And I don't like that at all. I no. hate it. I really want Doom to be separate and apart from all the stuff yeah. that they do. And split up, split off, so that Doom is, you know, as rightful as yeah. he's supposed to be. Is the, a exactly. G. Exactly. He's not. He's not the fifth Beatle. Nah. <laughs> so if you put them, they was fighting, and they got stuck somewhere. It 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 just works. Yeah. And you still you bring back that people out of time element that worked with Captain America and Bucky so well. Like we're from a a, a purer time almost. It's just like yo, we gotta keep everybody straight. So you got Reed and Sue and Ben and they could do and it. Johnny and then you can have Johnny meet Peter and they can go have fun and and John drive be a cars. teenager. Yes, teenager. So he's supposed to be. He's a he's a he's seventeen a punk, or something. He's a punk kid. He, he is like, not an astronaut. He's not a pilot. He he likes he's a James Dean type, you know, hot fire. rodder. Yeah. yeah, you know. I'm trying to date some girls. He got to get outside <laughs> and have Reed and Ben be a little bit older. That's okay. Yeah. For well, Korea. they were they were World War Two era guys. Yeah. yeah. You know, originally. You know, so. changed to Korea. You know, what I'm saying you they could do that. Oh, you could easily do that. Yeah, I mean oh, that would still oh, early work. Vietnam, be fighting whatever. the commies. No, the key is fighting the commies. <laughs> you know that was what Marvel, especially that uh, those early Marvel comics. FF, you know the Red Ghost and his super apes. That's right. And uh, Iron Man. Oh, all yeah. Iron Man was about was fighting the commies. Yeah. Titanium totally. Man and the Crimson Dynamo and so all of these soldiers. guys. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. Was, it was it was something. Anyway, though, look. <laughs> that musical cue means that it's time for us to take a short break. Fantastic Forum comes to you via WERA 96.7 FM in Arlington. We're a community radio station, among other things. That means that we are non-commercial. And hence, we rely on the ongoing generosity of our underwriters, our sponsors, and, you guessed it, our listeners for the continued sustenance of the radio station. Visit the website at WERA.FM or that of our parent organization, Arlington Independent Media at ArlingtonMedia.org to find out how you can make your tax-deductible gift in support of community media today. Did I mention it's tax-deductible? Anyway, so look, Julian and Drew and I are going to step aside for a couple of moments while we acknowledge our underwriters and our sponsors and while we promote a few of the wonderful WERA offerings that are coming up later tonight. But stick around because we're not anywhere done 
with what we've got here on this episode of Fantastic Forum for you. So hang in there. We'll be right back. And welcome back to the Fantastic Forum here on WERA 96.7 FM, Radio Arlington. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined in studio today by Drew Bittner and Julian Lytle. And when we took the break, we were going down the rabbit hole talking a little bit about the 60th anniversary of the publication of the comic book that started it all for Stan Lee. It was Fantastic Four, number one. And we were kind of talking about, uh, well, actually, shoot, let me bring my panelists back and and remind everybody that we were talking about, uh, actually, excuse me, Julian was giving us a roadmap for exactly how you do this. Are you paying attention, Kevin Feige? Because this guy here deserves a check. Well, actually, y'all stiffed him before, but he he really deserves a check. <laughs> it is what it is. It's like he's giving this stuff away for free, man. You know, so free game. Yeah, but I, and I I'm with you though, man, because uh, when I saw old Hank Pym and they were talking about how Hank Pym and his wife Janet had been adventuring as. Ant-Man and the Wasp and stuff in that other movie. I was like... I was like, that opens a lot of things up. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. You mean before Nick Fury was a shit, when it was Howard Stark and you and Peggy, they just had other super folks? Oh, okay. <laughs> that would have been, what, the early 80s? I guess? 70s, early 80s. Because that Michael Douglas was peaked like 77 yeah, to yeah. 80. But, Michael but, Douglas. but Hope's not that old. So, Well, she's about 40. She's um, like my age. She might be. Might be so but like you know because you know uh, Scott Lang is about is, you know he's Paul, well Paul Rudd doesn't age but yeah I, t- <laughs> I take it he's like at least forty. <laughs> Paul yeah. Rudd's got an ugly ugly picture in his, in his attic. <laughs> well I tell you what though, Jake's water that's what it does. <laughs> they were all on Hank's jock too in that. I remember uh, who was it John Slarity is uh, Howard Stark. He's like you really want to piss him off? It's like you couldn't stop him when you could see him coming. You know, and it was like oh yeah he's exactly. a little ant sized dude coming up on you. It's like yeah. <laughs> Oh, I just that was that was probably my favorite part of that whole movie. That was pretty, that was there's cool. a lot of old there's a lot of random characters they could put back in like that period of just random people that Howard Stark and Peggy and uh Jarvis was doing if show mm-hmm. before you get to the Samuel Jackson in the nineties mm-hmm. with Coulson later on, like you can bring people like the Swordsman was up in there, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, it's like you know, you just care, he's like, wait, who? He's just like, nah, he's not useless. Back in like it was '85, he was like the old Hawkeye. He's like, yo, Swordsman, we gonna send the Swordsman. Ooh, <laughs> it's gonna be a problem. <laughs> 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 like, oh, Jack of Hearts. He's like, oh, <laughs> you know, I would love, and maybe they'll do something with the Swordsman in this Hawkeye series. You know, I mean, because he, you know, like Hawkeye was a little, he was a little young dude, and you know, yeah. working in the carny, and it's like, what you're robbing the paymaster? You know, it's like. <laughs> 
that was some great stuff. You know? Yeah. In fact, I was telling somebody just earlier this week about the fact that for a while the Avengers were Captain America and these three former villains. You know? <laughs> yeah. That was I mean, quartet. Exactly. And that was early on. I mean, the original Avengers, you know, Thor, Iron Man, folks like that had stepped aside. They quit. And, <laughs> yeah. That was like after like issue eight or nine or something. It was like, nah, we got stuff to do. Yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> Cap they was like, I guess in. I'm the leader now. Cap and three <laughs> former villains? I mean, I can't even imagine what that was like. That's like people reading this book is like, wait, what the hell? What? What? What are they doing? These aren't the Avengers. <laughs> Look at that. They're three villains. <laughs> and, and what if they chosen three other villains? <laughs> <laughs> they would have made it work. I think because that's the thing now. We think of the Avengers as the Avengers. Like no, they was the they was the Junior Varsity Squad. They were the Fantastic, the Fantastic Four. Four was were varsity. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the seventies yeah. and the eighties came, and the X Men became the Varsity Squad. <laughs> yeah. And they was the Varsity Squad yeah, for were. a long, long based time. Based on sales, sure. Based yeah. on sales. The, bitches, mm -hmm. the Avengers only been cool since two thousand and twelve. <laughs> That's right. The, it was FF, <laughs> then X Men, and Spider Man been the top guy the whole time. Yeah, and, and it's 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 funny. Like you go back and look at some of the lineups of Avengers, and some of them are just awful. Gilgamesh, just, just <laughs> awful. Led by Cersei, and like Doctor Druid. Doctor Druid, <laughs> like, and why? Like Moon Dragon is in the there. Jacket like, era. Yeah, it's like. What's going on? I don't, I don't the know Black these people Knight. at all. Dr. Pym. Red Wolf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Red Wolf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but they had some wins. I mean, in fact, when... Uh, okay. And this Monica was sort Rambo, of... kind of... A, a, a oh, win. yeah, Captain Marvel. Yeah. Let's, call her, let's call her by her name, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm like, I'm still... I, it, 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 it took a second, but then it grew on me, and I'm like, yes, Captain Marvel, you know? Uh, but uh, before they got lost and couldn't decide who in the hell she was. Photon, light Spectrum. ray, whatever. Because yeah, they had to give her name to someone else. So they say, oh, oh, we're gonna give we're gonna give Marvel a son, so he he gets the name now. Yeah. Then well, they was like, oh, was he that can't be that Captain Marvel. Dude is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jim Vell. They yeah. said, oh, he can't be Captain Marvel no more. And so he's gonna be Photon. It was like, but that's her name too. Stop giving away her names. Exactly. Stop stealing her names from under her. No, I know. But um, where I was going with this was, uh, it was right after, really right after the uh, Captain America and the three villains team, because Hank Pym and Janet came back. Yeah. And so, and he was stuck at like 12 feet tall yeah, or something for a yeah. minute. Yeah. So, um, and they were added to the mix. And then, right after that, that's when like they started messing around with the Black Panther and he yeah. like he infiltrated the Avengers in actuality, yep. <laughs> and uh, Hercules became mm -hmm. a member like I, right around that I time. I expect Hercules mm -hmm. to pop up in the movies. And, and Wonder Man mm -hmm. came in around then, I think, and folks like that. Well, so. Wonder Man was just a little bit later, although because the Vision popped up before yep. that, and uh, and the team was pretty kind. I mean, you had some folks who came back. Yep. In fact, I want to say even the Beast was a member. Before Wonder Man actually came mm. back, I'm thinking, yeah, and that was kind of innovative. I'm like the Beast, what the heck, Blue Furry Beast, and he became a staple. Yeah, it was like, oh, dude, and that's where you kind of got that dual. Oh, you can be in the X Men, but also in the Avengers. Yeah, he was a defender. Yeah. He was like, yeah. he was everything. Mm -hmm. It was like, oh man, he's Blue and Furry. He, he has a good personality. We can put him on any team. <laughs> mm. Exactly. You know, I mean, and and actually, that whole Wonder Man coming back thing, I had, I was like, whoa, wait, what? I mean, one of the one of those people who, 
I was saying to somebody just yesterday, when I die, I want to die in a comic book because I'll be back. You know, it's like death ain't permanent in comic they books. They, they, need, they need Nathan mm. Fillion to come in as Wonder Man, though. I think he would be. Yeah, he could. He could pull that off. He'd be good as Wonder Man or as uh, Richard Rider, Nova. Nah, I want. I want somebody. He's a little, a little old for Richard, for Richard Rider. Rider. Yeah, yeah. You I don't a, want him in young because now they got too many young characters. But yeah. maybe somebody is like in that middle age between you got your Spider Man and all these other young heroes, mm-hmm. and then like you got like your adult heroes. Yeah. Somebody's like he could be. Let's say. He, because I thought this up, too, is, like, you get rid of the the um, the Nova Corps. Yeah. And you said maybe the experimental project puts itself in him. And that's how you can get, like, Nova the way he's supposed to be Nova. Yeah. Hmm. And, yeah, but you need somebody 30. He can be, like, he's like a young cop. You know what I'm saying? He's like a young mm-hmm. detective. He's about 30. Okay. You can make you that know. work. Okay. Yeah. I mean that's that's fine for that Nathan I think, Fillion. I think I think Nathan Fillion, like I said, would be great as Wonder Man. So yeah, you need somebody to be able to have that right age group to like Mac on Wanda and her to fall for him. Yeah, about mm-hmm. the same age as Paul Bettany, you know. Mm. Yeah, like, like that little character on their face, yeah. like James Bond, hmm. whining and dining, and she's like, oh. I thought I'd never love again after And Simon's vision. supposed to be like, you know, a rich dude too, so. That's right. Smile well, on his face. And you know, that's interesting because I was thinking about the trajectory of that whole relationship from the comics. And, you know, because they had this unrequited thing. Marvel loved the unrequited thing. So they, it is. They, All man's comics. Time. Yeah. Uh, but, and then, you know, Vision and Scarlet Witch, I mean, first they... Uh, announced their love to the world and then they got married and the whole thing with the kids and all that but then after he got disassembled the whole but thing remember, fell apart mm-hmm. the vision's brain patterns were based off of Wonder Simon Man. that's Williams. right so, yeah so he couldn't help but love so, him. yeah so the same thing she couldn't help but love because she was really in love with him anyway yeah it's the robot version and then when he got taken apart back together he had that he had a he had a Simon Williams in there, so, so he wasn't did the she same. ultimately get with Wonder Man? Yeah, did she go oh, back and wh- forth? Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I didn't. I mean, I knew he was always yeah. into her. But the only I, weird know. one was when she was kind of had this thing with Captain America. And I was like, that's nasty. Yeah. That's well, but they. That, let me tell you something. Again, that was back to that whole unrequited thing. I mean, from when she first joined the Avengers. You know, because Captain America was a lonely man out of time. And, you know, he had some of those shots where she's standing behind him kind of pining. And, oh, I would like to lighten his load. Well, okay, that that came out terribly. (laughs) (laughs) FCC is going to be calling any second. No, you know, but say Mm. make make his burden less. You know, it's like I want to be there for him, you know, kind of I get you, but that's that's the thing I always think the way, though. Marvel Universe teams are based they're based around a central feminine character yes mm-hmm. everyone loves Wanda mm-hmm. everyone yeah. loves Jean everyone, yeah. loves Sue. everyone loves Sue yeah, yeah. that was how everybody loved Jan before Wanda because yeah. like and I, that's the thing I don't even think Jan ever equaled the same thing as Wanda like everyone loves Wanda yeah. well, or needs to protect Wanda or save Wanda or we have to stop her because then she can go crazy but we have to get her we have to save her from herself she's always like doing stuff it's something what? that draws the team together yeah. mm-hmm. because Jan is still like oh you're you and Hank it's like they're they're together even when they're not together they're like they're but, always connected yeah the, the, that woman doesn't draw the team together like G, everything comes back to Jean with the well, X-Men she, and she, Sue oh good lord <laughs> Sue yeah Sue's the no there is thing. that well wait a minute though check this out I mean see it's only because 
the, that that team didn't exist as long as the other the team with Wanda. You know, I mean, because it was like issue sixteen where they got the new lineup. I think and it was earlier than that. No, no, no. It was issue sixteen. Okay, trust me on this. And and here's the thing: there was an it, there was an issue where it was like number ten or eleven or something. But um, Jan had been shot. Yeah. Uh, in this, and she was like near death and what have you, and so. Um, she had um she was in um what's called the hospital and they were looking for some way to uh to save her and everybody really pulled together around all of that at the time you know so um again same deal same deal yeah but it didn't last yeah exactly you know because again it just simply was yeah, too early yeah, yeah. in the series. Uh, yeah, just it just yeah. over time when you just look at it in like the whole the holistic thing, it's just something I just noticed in terms of a trend. Oh yeah. Where, like that's and a it's very dead Marvel, on accurate Marvel mm-hmm. setup or connection that I think they do it subconsciously because I don't think it's even purposeful. Like, you know, Fantastic Four, like, yo, Submariner loves Sue. Mm-hmm. Doom has an interesting thing with Sue, even though he don't really love her. But like like it's it's different. You know, Ben loved Sue for a little bit. Like, I was like, oh, yes. man. Like, well, you he, know, maybe he, he absolutely his. loved Sue. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, but there again, you're right. Everybody loves Sue. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's just the thing. Wanda. Wanda's yes. special. And then, I don't know. DC's set up different. They're not set around, like, this weird thing. Everybody kind of wants to connect to this or save or be with or father a one main female character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's a different dynamic with DC. You know, I mean, but I think that was part of what made Marvel Comics successful. You know, I mean, and God knows the way Don Heck drew Wanda. I had a thing for freaking Wanda. <laughs> you know? oh, yeah. It was like, oh man, she had them hose <laughs> on, and you know, it's like they all had the four, and everybody. I mean. It, I mean, the bodies were like wham, pow, hitting. I mean, the onion was hitting. I mean, it was just, yeah. it was crazy. Exactly. You know, so. Uh, Using that old school mm-hmm. fashion illustration style of drawing ladies, the Marvel Yes. Yep. Like John Wusama. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, all those guys, you know, I mean, they, they knew how to, John Romita, I mean, oh, all of them knew John how Romita, to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bruh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. face it, Tiger. <laughs> there you go. Hey, and it's time for me to remind everybody that you're listening to Fantastic Forum on WERA 96.7 FM and streaming via WERA.FM. We are your community radio station. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined today by Drew Bittner and Julian Lytle. And uh, we've really, I mean, uh, you know, it turned out this this whole show has been about the Fantastic, the fantastic Four. Yeah. It's an anniversary, but it makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, I was ready to move on a little bit to some other stuff, but, what else you know. What else is there? There's not a lot. There is, there is nothing else. There would be no Marvel Universe. Yeah. With that. And it's funny, because yeah. I was, I was no explaining. Creed, no scrolls. No. No. No, I mean, no the, the scroll's no right up there on Front Street. No Black Panther. You know? Namor doesn't come no back. Na- no Namor coming yeah. back. Yeah. All these characters were introduced or reintroduced in the Fantastic Four. No Doctor Doom. Yeah, no Kang. Yeah. No well, actually, Kang. Kang was in the Avengers. Well, oh, sorry, Rama Tut. There you go. Is in the Who Fantastic turns Four. out. And Demortis. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it turns out that 
these were earlier incarnations. There you go. I stand corrected. There it goes. Just like I was saying, if I'm stuff. wrong, I'll say I'm wrong. <laughs> so much stuff. I'm wrong, and Julian Galactus Vidal was right. Surfer, Blastar. Yeah. The negative, the negative zone. zone. That was the I'm proving <laughs> ground for everything. Yeah. Galactus. Yeah. I mean, so everything. Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, Wyatt Wingfoot. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh, Willie Lumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, and they've gotten some serious. They've got some mileage out of all that stuff. Man. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's uh, yeah. It, it's just a shame that they uh, that they have not used these characters correctly. And it's one of the things based on how Kevin Feige has made this universe work. I'm so curious to see what it is that he does with these characters, how he integrates them into this broader MCU yeah. that they have made so incredibly successful. The conversations yeah. in those rooms, the meetings must I, I that's something cuz clearly they're going to be more important to this larger block of 20 movies plus shows at this point. Mm-hmm. Like if we use the first set of phases as yeah. a as a as a you know yeah. uh, a board of what they're going to do next. Well, I mean, Infinity Saga is the first the first big story. Yeah. Kang might be the second big story. I think Galactus is going to be one of the big stories. I don't I don't think Kang is going to last. I don't think he'll be in it, but I don't think he'll be the big big bad of, of all of them. I think he might end up being the Loki of this phase of these set of phases. Could be. Could be. I still think a big, big bath. If you're smart, it's, it's either the Secret Wars, it's either the Beyonder, or it's the Coming Galactus. I just well, I mean, it's, mm. it's interesting that the the Russo brothers have had talks with Marvel about coming back to do Secret Wars. So, hmm. and and heaven knows they can do a big story. So that's that's my that's my second yeah. option of bringing the Fantastic Four in. Hmm. All these characters go into these things and they come out in this little battle world. It's like, yo, who are you? I'm the Fantastic Four. And like, who are you? And it's X Men. It's just oh, random actors you like because you know they're gonna they're gonna cut the check. It's like, oh, is that you? Is that Hugh Jackman? With the claws again? <laughs> yeah. Man, really. Is that oh? Is that Fastbender? Is this oh oh oh? Is that yeah. what, what storm is this? Like oh oh, is, which Spider Man's here? Like mm-hmm. you know. Rody yeah. finally get to be I'm like oh look at this like you know the whole bunch of stuff and then they come out and it's like oh things is all different oh Miles is Spider Man now well, a whole bunch of crazy things you can do they could but do the Beyond is great you know you mm. lose a little bit of you know Secret Wars too maybe you throw a Phoenix in there you get my man uh, the Molecule Man oh man oh yeah yeah Molecule yeah. Man yet another one of these characters that you originated bring in Maestro in the you, get, you bring the Maestro in there you know yeah. get some get of a Hulk to do. Yeah, yeah. Really. yeah, you can have fun. You yeah, can have you really fun can. with the Secret yeah. Wars. You can have fun. Or just the Coming Galactus is just so fire. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can have Doctor Doom as a good foil for Doctor Strange. It's like, man, I'm I'm number two. I do all this stuff, too. You see, see my armor? I do this, too. <laughs> oh, we about to go to Camelot. Oh, no. We in Camelot. <laughs> like, oh, we got to save my mother, my mother from the devil. Like, oh, no. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, the, the thing I, about Doctor Doom is when they added that component, the mysticism thing yeah, to him. him so yeah. much better. Yeah, it it's really like, did. He's super dangerous. Like, oh, you thought he could just, oh, he thought you were going to be your size. Like, nah, he's going to go ahead and do this spell. Tear you up. Oh, he back Morgan Le Fay? Dang, she hates her own brother. <laughs> she hates Merlin and everybody. He's yeah, like, right. yeah, nah, you love me because I'm Dr. Doom. I'm the king. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Doom is the best. Yeah. It's Dr. Doom and then Darkseid. 
then Joker, then Lex Luthor. You know what I'm saying? Top two is Jack Kirby creations, god dang it. You know, I can't <laughs> argue with that. <laughs> I, I hadn't given that a lot of thought, but I surely cannot Dr. argue Doom with is, that. I mean, Doctor Doom has got to be on he's top. He's the only one that could you know? defeat Darkseid. so big. I will, I will debate anybody. He's the only one that could pull it off. Because it's Doctor Doom. Doom is crafty. <laughs> he tricked he the devil crafty. out of his mother's soul. You don't top that. <laughs> yeah. How I didn't do realize that? he actually rescued his mother. Yeah, that's in that that graphic novel with him and Doctor Strange. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know he actually he rescued her. The yeah. devil. Yeah, because for because for years, <laughs> yeah, every year he had been going trying yeah. to do that. I didn't realize that yeah. he'd been successful. Yeah. He's successful. He, he did it finally. <laughs> Took the beyond his power. Oh, I knew about that. Rebuilt the universe <laughs> when when Reed and the Avengers failed. Doom. Mm -hmm. Doom reigns. No, I knew about that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Thanos. He would have defeated Thanos in midday. <laughs> well, you got to believe that if they'd have had Reed, that would have been solid. Well, yeah. You know? Well, yeah, because Reed, he was like, well, what do we got to do? Yeah, really. He'll be like, well, we can make our own Infinity Stones. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking. <laughs> and Tony Stark's like, I don't. What are you talking about? Like, no, it's, it's not a problem. You know, back in uh, back in the day, I was talking to your dad. I was saying we could take this energy, we do this, and make this. Yeah, he would be like, what? Thor would be like, there's such a there's such a mortal. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I can think of such things that even my father couldn't achieve. We're like, yeah, it's no problem. Like. Ben is like, yeah, see, let's, let's read, man. Like, oh, yeah. someone, so let's go get a beer. <laughs> you know the big brain's going to come up with something. <laughs> you know? I mean, and, and I would really like to see, because they have been all on Tony Stark's jock. Mm -hmm. I would like to, you know, have, oh, have, made have him suit. like, yeah, Tony, let, let me show you this. Mm -hmm. You know, it's yeah. like, wow. What? <laughs> it's like, yo, somebody call Hank. Call Hank. He got the element. We're going to go, we're going to shrink down. We're going to go get this stuff out of the quantum. <laughs> and Hank is like, oh, yeah, we could, we can do that. Hold on. So I got this thing to collect is like oh okay that's useful yeah. <laughs> well exactly. yeah i mean because ultimately and you know not to disparage tony stark but ultimately tony stark is an engineer you know yeah where reed yeah. richards is a scientist yeah yes. i mean you need I, a lot of stuff you tony stark can do for you but if you need some kind of serum you know a cure or whatever it's like oh tony can't help you with nothing like that but Reed Richards, uh, he gonna yeah, come up with well, something, you know. Yeah. You know the difference is that Tony is Tony's extremely good at what he does, but yes, he would not have been able to invent time travel from a cold start. He needed the quantum realm, yes, to give him that head start to figure it out. Reed could have invented it. Wait, wait, wait. And Reed, no, no, no it wasn't it. Reed. Oh, that's it right. Was that was Victor Doom's time Vaughn. machine. It was Doom. Doom. It sure was. <laughs> yeah. And then Cheating, Reed kind of like Reed yes. riches in his stretchy brain. <laughs> yeah, but but the thing is that Reed could do that. <laughs> That's true. And and Reed That's could also true. create a cure for blah blah blah, yeah. or you know a way to protect the world from blah blah blah. But, yeah, he would have he would have figured it out. He was like, but, but Tony Stark is really good at engineering, so he can figure out the engineering. Yeah, you can build it. Like, yeah, you can build anything. I'm telling you, he would have called Hank up like, Hank, I need you to I need you to come down here right now. Like I'm working on stretch, stretch, stretch. But honestly, yeah. I mean, if if you want to be really fair, the the stuff that he was doing in, in Endgame was probably beyond what Tony Stark normally does. So well, they use the they use the things like him and Bruce together. Exactly. They can it I out. was gonna say that he needed Bruce helping with the yeah. vision and all that other yeah. stuff. It were 
Reed Richards. Reed Richards just locks himself up in a room, and then like you see him in a couple of days, he got like the five o'clock shadow. Yeah, it's like you know. <laughs> he he is his own brain trust. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Well, you know, and and then when Hickman got done, they had like the Council of Reeds That's what and I'm all saying, that. The Council you know, of like, Reeds. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Messes stuff up. Like we go, we gone too far. <laughs> oh, oh no! <laughs> it's great stuff is the key. Anyway, look. So um, that's all the time that we have for today. But uh, it goes so quick. Oh my goodness! Uh, nice. I'd like to thank my panelists and you too for tuning in. Of course, Fantastic Forum is also a television show. Might be on in your area. Visit the website at fantasticforum.tv. Uh, to check on the airtimes in your area. Also, at the on the website, we've got all the episodes broken out. We've got uh, the interviews. We've got the toy and game profiles. We we basically got everything on the website. And the show is available as a podcast thanks to our friends over at the Great Geek Refuge. You can download it wherever you get your podcast content. So that's a wonderful thing too. And if you miss any portion of it, the show re-airs each and every Thursday right here on WERA from 3 to 4 p.m. And, of course, make it your business to come back again next week. Same bat time, same bat station. And, hey, make sure you get out to your local comic book shop because today is free comic book day. Have a great weekend, people.